Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast, Movie Reviews in 20 Cues, the show where we review a movie by asking 20 weird and wonderful questions about it. This is episode 202, and you know, every time you do episode 202, you've got to bring in some somebody special, and it's Kahu. How you going, Kahu? Hey, I'm, I'm very well. You are very special. E- episode 202, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not quite like Sam's voice, I'm not... Uh, Everywhere all at once, but here I am. <laughs> uh, great title, great film. That is what we're doing this week, as you guys can see by the name of the podcast. We are doing everything, everywhere, all at once. A brand new film that's literally just come out here in New Zealand, starring Michelle Yeoh, Kihu Juan. Jesus Christ, I can't say <laughs> Fuck, but I don't want to do you. Do you want to do these names? Sure. Stephanie. Okay. Stephanie Sue. Sue, right. Kihui Kwan uh, and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, fucking go for the easy one, eh? <laughs> did you recognise her, by the way? Yeah, I did. I did. It took yeah. a while, though, right? No, not really. Okay, what about Kihui Kwan? Did you recognise him from uh, anywhere? Well, no. I I knew I had seen him somewhere, but I uh, had to look it up afterwards to see who he was. I'm just laughing at the, the other name. Uh, James Hong, he's been in quite a few things as well. The the grandfather in this, and then Jenny Slate, big nose. That was the character's name. Yeah, Just I know. <laughs> that was going to be one of my dick moves on the writers calling her big nose. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anywho. So yeah, just come out, has a score of 8.9 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes. Whoever's seen it the most recently has to give a plot, and since I run this podcast, it's never uh, me. So Kahu, what is the plot? What is the plot of everything, everywhere, all at once? Uh, exactly! the plot? <laughs> Um, <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's about a uh, Chinese American family who own a laundromat, going about their daily lives, um, the you know normal trials and tribulations until uh, the mother Evelyn is awoken to the multiverse. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, it's like I just. Don't know where to start and don't know where to end with the plot. How on this do one. you? Yeah. Like, how do you possibly try and describe the plot of this film? Google has it as when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. Yeah, but it's it's not that though. It's I mean, at its in its essence, it's it's the relationship between a mother and her daughter. And the grandfather. Yeah, and the it's grandfather. It's multi-generational shame and... Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a, the multiverse is almost secondary to all that kind of emotional weight going on. Exactly. Learning to love and accept and whether everything means anything or whether it's all just a load of shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's so much in this. There's so yeah, much in and this. I mean, there's, there's a real element of uh, dealing with depression and mental illness in this film too. Like the... Yep. It's it's heartbreaking that the daughter is just she's like existentially sad across all of the multiverses. It's like it's a bit depressing, really. Yeah, could you imagine how sad that would be? Like if you lived all these thousands, millions, I don't know, fucking billions, whatever, 
of lives and yet in none of them you're happy yeah and so you're just like this is all just irrelevant just dumped everything on a bagel yeah the bagel just <laughs> folded in on itself that's what life is really yeah and she she lives all of that sadness in all these worlds at the same time it's just like wow yeah it's something yeah. else it is something else but uh let's talk about it a little bit more soon if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we review a movie by asking 20 questions about it. We start with 10 that can be applied to any film, unless there is uh, only two of us, which there are, so we're going to do 13 questions that can be applied to any film. We're then going to move into three personal questions each after that, before finishing on a Patreon question. The one we start with, compliment sandwich. One thing good, one thing bad, one thing good if we like this film. If we don't like this film, we give it one thing bad, one thing good, and one thing bad. Or... If we really love this film, out comes a hyperbole sandwich, which is one thing good, one thing great, and one thing good. What's your sandwich this week, Kahu? Enlighten me. Yes. Feed me your sandwich, Kahu. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start with a good thing, and I, I touched on it just before, and it was, how, how good is it to see Kihu Kwan back? Amazing. Like, <laughs> amazing. Um, as, as I said, I had to f- figure out where I'd seen him before, and he's basically done no acting the last 20 years. Yeah, at least like, it's, it's insane. Like, and even the roles after his, um, like Indiana Jones and Goonies roles in the eighties were like pretty kind of minor for for um like films we would have seen. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, just absolutely nothing in twenty years, and then he's like, yeah, I'm gonna get back into acting. I just reckon that's that's really cool. Uh, I've got a second good thing, and wow, I love the Easter eggs in this movie. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, when uh, what's his name Waymond talks to Evelyn and he and he recites the the lyrics of of that naughty song Story of a Girl yeah 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 um and then soon after that they play it in in the vehicle um it, it's apparently elsewhere in the movie as well but that were the only to- two times I picked up on it and apparently when the dude was writing it he uh the the words kind of the lines came to him to write that and he was like wow that's that's amazing and he didn't realize at the time that he was actually just reflecting the the lyrics of that song that he used to listen to 20 years ago holy shit um which i I thought was really funny and what else was there there was like the foreshadowing of the butt plug awards yes you you knew that was going to be something um at some point in the future and also the um the back to the future-esque power plant on gong gong's wheelchair that was cool (laughs) (laughs) and i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go with a a third one a great yep the hyperbole sandwich. Yeah, maybe it's um, just my post-COVID good mood, but the rock scene is one that's gonna remain with me for a long time. Just so it, good. It's it's simplicity and it's absurdity. At first, it was hilarious, and then when uh, when Joy's rock rolls off the cliff, that's like. It's shattering. Like, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah, it tugs at some heartstrings. This film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's there's many um, individual scenes in this film that are like that, and it's just absolutely genius. Yep. Who who would have thought? Two rocks, basically <laughs> a static background with some um, some subtitles, just black and white text. Yeah, yeah. You know, just contrasting text. You know. Yeah. Who, the, the despair, the light. You know, trying to like play off each other. It was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, just really, really good. As a score. Out of a number of universes, uh, I'll just go saying I have to do 10,000 10, universes. 10, oh, yeah, loved it. 
I've got to say that's the best rock acting I've ever seen, and I'm including every film that The Rock's been. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, on to me. Yeah, my first good thing. Visually stunning. Mm. Oh, like from start to finish, like this, the legitimately feels like you've taken some acid or some sort of hallucinogen because it's like from start to finish, it's like what the fuck, mm. you know? Great thing. Yeah, the story's just all over the place, and I love it. Like it, it's very hard not to tell one of these stories and and lose the audience. Mm. You know, like, it's it's easy to make this so confusing that people are like, what the fuck is going on? Mm. You know, and like, I, I can see that being a negative is like, there is a lot of parts, like, it, it edits through so much that you're like, what the fuck did I just miss? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, what was that? What universe was that? What Who was doing that? Why is that? You know? But it, it, it it's awesome in that it does that, but it, like, there's enough there to, like, leave you wondering what the fuck is going on and, like, digest it afterwards, like. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, and they like they give us just enough of the you know, the kind of the genesis of how the multiverses were discovered and all of this. Yeah. But yeah. they they sort of play it pretty loose, which I think works well. It has a well thought out explanation. Mm. Like that's what I've got to give this film as being great, is like it's covered its bases. A lot of these films, you, you walk away and you think there's like massive plot holes, contrivances that, you know, like there's no explanation for them. Like in this film, it, it is. Mm. Like it's like they've gone out of their way to be like, you know, it's almost like they gave it to CinemaSins or fucking Screen Junkies or somebody that like loves picking holes and stuff. Or us. And they didn't give it to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But they've given it to someone who likes picking holes in this shit and going, <laughs> holy fuck, you know, like it's, fuck, it, it was amazing. Uh, final good thing for me, yeah, the, the acting performances as well. Like, it wasn't just that. Michelle Yeoh, man. Mm. I love it when she's, like, a lead actress and not the random aunt in Shang-Chi. Yes, I know I'm a Marvel fan. Yes, I know I'm <laughs> shitty on Shang-Chi. But, like, she's phenomenal in this. Yeah. The dad, the daughter, they're all, like, there's no slouches here. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis playing all the different personalities, amazing. But Jamie Lee Curtis, man, she's a well-storied actor. And, I mean, so is Michelle Yeoh. But, like, you know, there's some of these supporting casts, you're like, I don't really know them. Like, yeah. Jenny Slate, he has big nose. You know, like, even <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. fine. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, quite a, and I, and I know this is sort of a, it's kind of a semi-independent film, eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so, distributed by A24, which is like indie darlings, you know? Like, they only put out sort of sort of weird, obscure type films. You know, yeah, they're not yeah. making blockbusters, no. Yeah, and I mean, going with, a, you know, all the main characters being Chinese-American, fantastic. I, yeah. I, I love the, the bouncing in and out of Cantonese and English. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was awesome as well. Felt authentic? I think the yeah, best way to describe yeah, it, it? Yeah. It like legitimately so. felt authentic. And, and the other thing I've got to mention is the action scenes. Holy shit. Like, yeah. you know, like it's very easy to not have them frenetic, you know, like it's kind of like when they get to the action scenes, eh, whatever. But in this is just so insane because they can play with so many different universes. When the daughter comes in and starts like clubbing people to death with fucking dildos and stuff, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Fucking amazing. Fucking yeah. insane, but Us- amazing. Using a bum bag as a weapon. Yeah, bum bag as a weapon. That yeah. was awesome too. Oh, it was so good. Recency bias as well. I feel like I can't give this too much of a high people sandwich, but I'm t- 10,001. Yeah. You know, if you're going to be as pedantic as 10,000, I'm going above that. <laughs> 10,010. There we go. <laughs> a little bit above. Oh, I think we're going to jack off over this movie quite a lot, but <laughs> let's get into the next of our questions. First up, we have what trope in this film was long overdue being retired? Yeah, and uh, I think the, the writers deliberately put this in there when um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character was talking to them at the IRS, IRS building, and um, 
the whole talking slowly and repetitively so that non-native English speakers can somehow understand you. Yeah. Just, just, you know, you see people do it all the time and it's just like, no, no, people, just because you're talking slowly <laughs> and saying it over and over again, people still don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my answer, I'm reversing this. I'm, I'm going to bring in a trope that should be continued, which is the the hero's journey story, but the hero just starts off completely useless yeah. and then continues to be completely useless. And it's just like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. This was awesome. You know, like to the point that they gave up on her and were like, nah, she's not her. Yeah. You know, and then it came out. I was like, this is so cool because like too many other movies, like a, I'm trying to think of one, like a Ready Player One or something like that, where you suddenly get this like person who has no technical knowledge, skills or whatever, gets turned into like, you know, basically next level, a Jedi, a Super Saiyan, blowing up a Death Star, you know, yeah, yeah. taking a ring to Mordor. You know what I mean? Like It's just suddenly like no training or skills or abilities is suddenly the man or the woman, or, you know, it's just, I loved it. I love that about this film. I love that it took her a while to get where she was going, and the way she got to that process as well was insane. Mm. Man, finger punch, man. Yeah, yeah, pinky, <laughs> like, pinky punch. Pinky punch, oh, <laughs> it was so much goodness. That being said, there is one trope in this film that I didn't really like, which is the inappropriate kissing, where, like, you know, we see them at the end going into the IRS office, and then she just turns and grabs her husband and just mm. starts kissing him, and mm. it's just, like, the weirdest location to start making out with someone. Yeah. You know, it, it's Superman kissing Lois Lane at the end of um, Man of Steel when, like, buildings around him are falling down and people are dying. It's just like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's probably... Uh, Put your dick away. Just <laughs> yeah, probably f- filling in the plot a little bit there, eh? It was. So much goodness. Next question, what was the most insane leap of logic in this film? And, you know, this is a tough question for a film like this, um, but I'm, I'm going to keep it nice and simple. And that's in the end, the, the IRS is kind of happy to let things slide. That oh, would never never happen. <laughs> would never happen. That was going to be my one. Uh, yes, I know you punched me in the face, but hey, you're going for a divorce. Yeah, I'll let yeah. you off. Yeah. Like, government doesn't care, man. They leave their personalities at the door. They don't give a shit. Yeah, she's she's butt plug ordered of the year three years in a row. Exactly. <laughs> she doesn't care. The only the only other one I had was that the granddad went through no real emotional change throughout the film, but then by the end he was like, "Yeah, I'm all sweet." You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, mm, okay, but hey, maybe maybe he has. Maybe he's like you know softened in his older age or whatever. <laughs> Okay, next question. What would be the porn parody name of this film? Yeah, I I feel like if we do the new Doctor Strange movie as well, there's going to be a bit of a <laughs> similarities here, but I'm keeping it nice and simple, and it's everybody everywhere all at once. I, I went even just more obvious than that. I just went everybody jizzing everywhere all at once. <laughs> <laughs> Into the Bukaki-verse. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> question number five is a Patreon question. This one comes courtesy of our good friend Emily that was on last week. She also gave this film five stars. I've seen her letterboxed. Um, oh, yeah. While I'm talking about that, yes, there are some people out there that are wondering uh, what the fuck is going on that might have seen my letterboxed and said, hey, Sam, you only gave this like 9,340 something out of uh, 10,000 on your letterboxed. And uh, you only gave it a four and a five. You only gave it four out of five stars. And to those people, I say, fuck off. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> It's, I've changed my mind. Eat shit. <laughs> it's hard being in the top echelon of uh, podcasters, isn't it, Sam? Top quality podcasting. 
Okay, anyway, uh, Emily, awesome podcast. Tasteless takes your films, compares them, one that everybody knows and loves, and she uh, compares that to a more obscure film and sort of argues why that obscure one's better. Anywho, what's your question, Kahu? Thanks, Emily. And the question is, what movie would you pair with this as a double feature? I actually watched this the other night, and I was actually surprised at how well I still enjoyed it so many years on. Another film featuring a guy getting beaten to death with a dildo, lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. <laughs> right. <laughs> Purely for that reason. They make no sense. The only other ones I could think of was like The Matrix or Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which I think were also like, you know, good meditative philosophical approaches that blended in other genres, you know, yeah. into the sci-fi world. But yeah. Yeah, I I, I did have uh, The Matrix just as a uh, more to compare how they treat similar material. Yeah. Like this one is more, um, more leans in towards the the relationships and the and uh, yeah the emotional relationships between the main characters um, as opposed to the Matrix, which is I think more focused on sort of more that whole save the world type narrative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Matrix is definitely way more action heavy. Mm, I feel mm. like I should give your thunder back to you now that I've just stolen it right before. <laughs> <laughs> right before you answered. Anyway, uh, next Patreon question comes courtesy of our man Nick Haskins of Nicholas Kitchen. He runs live stream for The Cure as well, an awesome event that we will be involved with once again this year. Anyway, his question, what type of meal is this film? It's a multi-course teppanyaki with every food under the sun. <laughs> That's a very good point. I feel like this is a dining in the dark experience. Basically, he's sort of thing like, so Chinese food of a dining in the dark where you show up there, you've got no idea what the fuck you're going to get. Yeah. You've got no idea what's coming next. You don't actually know what's happening around you, who you're with, so you let your imagination fill in all the crazy that's you know happening around you. It's that. Yeah, mystery meal. Mystery meal. <laughs> Not the uh, usual one that you like getting fucking <laughs> from a restaurant at fucking 2am where you get a bit of mystery meat. It's something yeah, a little bit different from that. Next question is what, Kahoo? Uh, question seven, what was the biggest dick move in the movie? I've got a tie. The dad, the granddad straight up going to murder the daughter, just like, oh, well, whatever, bye. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. There was that one, and then, but then I, I thought to myself, and it was also Michelle Yeoh, like, saying to her daughter, you're getting fat. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Drives off. I forgot about that. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> hey, I'm really upset. You're getting fat. Yeah. Eat some healthy food. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I had Evelyn introducing Becky to Gong Gong. As as Ooh, the as yeah. the friend, yeah. um, but to be fair, she did redeem that later on. Was that later on, or was it in a much later on? Yeah, yeah. Or in was a that similar, the party later? Universe, yeah. or I don't know. <laughs> it was fucking hard to keep track. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hard to keep track of the number of universes. All right, next question comes courtesy of our man Chris Yeni. You're the fucking man, Chris. We love your work. And his question, what song would you insert into this film and where? And we try to be as on the nose as possible. <laughs> yeah, so, so my answer is when Evelyn and the rest of the family are being interviewed at the IRS and Evelyn's just trying to stay in the in the current universe and keep herself centred. So going for a, a nice little simple song, I'm a Little Teapot. <laughs> Jesus just to keep herself on the level. <laughs> oh, my God. Not for all the tea in China. Good on you, Kahu. <laughs> the, uh, the one I went for is The Verbs, Bittersweet Symphony. And there's, I don't know why, but it's just the lyric from that song of, I'm a million different people from one day to the next. And I was like, that's what the daughter uh, is. Yeah. A million different people from one day to the next. Yeah. 
Yeah. I can change, I can change. No, I'm stuck in here in my mold, you know? It just just fits. I wonder how she experiences time. Time is a flat (laughs) circle. Yeah. Well, literally in this this, (laughs) a flat bagel. (laughs) Who knows? Uh, next question comes courtesy of our man Dan Brennick of Netflix and Swill. He's also involved with live streams for the cure because he's the fucking man. His question: What Kahu? Yeah, thanks. It's who was the true husband MVP <laughs> of the movie? Oh, so we're saying can't be Evelyn or can't uh, be Evelyn. I'm going with the husband. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's the man. He yeah. saves everything. Right? He teaches her to love that there's more out there than you know just. Falling into a pit of despair. He's yeah. the heart. He makes you want to be a better person. Be he, kind, Evelyn. Be, be kind. kind. He's the man. <laughs> He's awesome. I mean, it, it, yeah. Triumph and return, like we discussed, but just the way he turns her around, you know? It yeah. was like, and, and he's got no idea what the fuck's going on. He even says he doesn't know what the fuck's going on. So, yeah, yeah he's awesome. I, I was thinking of this question. Um, it, it came up quite early in the movie. Because this this character suited it, and it was the the main security guard guy, the dude with the bald head. He takes so much punishment. He, uh, he does. like I'm not sure how many different fights he's in, but he's he's in the first one with the bum bag, and then he's in another one. Oh yeah, right after that when he he does the flying leap onto the butt plug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <And laughs> that, what a t- takes it like a champ, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, takes it like a champ. <laughs> he just uh, he just keeps coming back from from a war and um, gets owned every single time. So he's pretty fucking indestructible. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's pretty. <laughs> Him and the other guy, man, shoving things up their ass <laughs> yeah. just to continue their fighting was just like well, that's that's something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a thing. That's not something I'm ever going to do this week, but it's, it's something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, from the from that height and distance too. Wow. Yeah, that, that was a leap, man. <laughs> yeah, it was a fucking solid sumo jump leap. <laughs> uh, next question: How long would you survive in this movie's world? Yeah, this which is, one? Oh, well, that's right. It's a difficult question to answer for this film. I mean, depending on the world, uh, if there's literally infinite universes, then could you just not survive forever? I mean, obviously the rock world... Well, you're perpetuating world, the fact that there's a universe where you don't age. Is that what yeah, you're trying to say? Yeah, or, or because all the universes are running at sort of different timelines as well. Like, I don't know. I mean, obviously in the rock universe where... Well, <laughs> well, yeah, that's it. If you're in the rock universe and you're a rock, then do you just live forever? Or What about when the sun goes supernova and you get <laughs> fucking, you know, obliterated? Well, and then do you just become particles floating around the universe? <laughs> But only well, that this universe. This is a very deep philosophical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. When you die, your body and all your atoms and everything just get dispersed and go out into the universe and become something else. You know, like yeah, do we yeah. really die? Yeah, that's right. And it's only one universe. What about all the others? What fucking podcast are we talking? about? <laughs> this is a movie <laughs> yeah. podcast. We're talking about this shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, survive a long time. I think. The funny part is I've written down forever because I, I can think of some fucked up shit. I think I would go full universe pretty quickly. You know, like, she's just like, i just got to say I love you to that person. And I was like, man, the amount of weird shit that I can do that I, comes into my brain that's just like, man, I should do that. Yeah. Why? You yeah. know? Like, yeah. <laughs> I've, had, I've had meetings like that where I'm just like, I wonder what this person would do if I just leaned over and kissed them on the forehead. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. <laughs> or, or the, or, yeah, it's funny, eh, how your mind wanders like that. Oh, like, what would happen if I just punch this person across the table right now? <laughs> <laughs> I've had that one a few times, and then, and then of course they ask. He's thinking that right now. Yeah. <laughs> then they ask, "What do you think about that?" And I'm like, 
what what uh yeah that's that's great <laughs> just snap back to reality <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no we need a number huh <laughs> yeah yeah 12 yeah sorry i was in an alternate reality just then <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> question 11 was it who what character clearly needed husband. to be laid husband <laughs> yeah yeah i could go Gotta with jump that in a room. You, you feel so sorry for him yeah he's the man but at the same time he's like He's missing something. He's missing the affections of his wife, who's so preoccupied with running a well, laundry unsuccessfully. And yeah, I mean, there's a. I, th- I think there's quite a few characters in this actually. Um, I'm going with Deirdre, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Oh yeah, she needs to get slammed. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah she's clearly got some anger against past relationships going on there. So. Yeah, there is a lot. <laughs> of yeah, build yeah, up that yeah. needs to be released. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question 12 have fun with this How, what deep philosophical debate arose in you while you were watching this film yeah so if I could verse jump would I leave my current universe for good <laughs> <laughs> you'd be fucking gone admit it man admit it if you could verse jump if you could find that universe where you just get to do whatever the fuck you want yeah hot dog fingers universe give me that <laughs> <laughs> no maybe not that one Probably not the rock one. Although the rock one, I think, would be quite relaxing. Knowing you're an iLuck, we'd be like, we'd find the one where everything's perfect and we'd go there and be like, this is fucking, this unit, this is the one, this is the one. Next day, asteroid headed for Earth, we're all going to die. <laughs> yep, that's about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Broken the space time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wallowed into an existence where you experience everything, everything, everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Just. All the pain that's ever been inflicted on you all at one time. Yay! <laughs> it would be a big bagel. It would be a massive bagel. I had two. One was how much how much drugs did the creators take when they were writing this film and can I have some? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good one. There was that. And the other one was like, should New Zealand make it legal for people to be able to murder someone that's talking throughout a movie? While at the cinema, uh, you know, because yeah. we had this couple behind us that talked for the entirety of the film. What felt like the entirety of the film? I'd say conservatively at least 80%. 80% yeah. of the film. But the worst part is, listeners, is like, it was like, like kind of hushed, but not really. So it was loud enough to hear them, but like, it was not loud enough to be discernible. So you're like sitting there just going, <laughs> It was like having a fucking bumblebee in my ear for eighty percent of this film. Oh man, was, you were you were so dark. I was when, we, so when we came out of that film. Off. I was just wanting to talk about the film, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, these stupid people behind us." Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think there was a situation where my lack of peripheral hearing <laughs> came in handy. You're very lucky. You're very lucky. <laughs> like what people? Fuck those guys, man. <laughs> Fuck them. I was so frustrated. I turned around and coughed at them. I turned around and glared at them. Gave them massive hints. Worst part is one of them had this like feet up on the back of my seat. So halfway through, I was like, why, why do I smell feet? Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That, no, that's not on at all. Fuck, I should have murdered them. <laughs> you wouldn't be hearing this, listeners. You'd be missing out on me having a fucking rant. You should have just turned around in your chair, like fully turned around, put your feet up backwards and just stared at them until they shut up shut off i should have fucking like i honestly i don't know why i didn't say something yeah there was part of me that wanted to just turn around and just go look if you guys want to talk to each other go to a bar is this a bar no it's not it's a fucking movie theater shut the fuck up yeah oh i should have what am i doing it was only because it was only me and you and there was four of them i think that was the only thing that was going through my head of like 
Kahu's going to run away if I start a fight. <laughs> oh, we could have taken them. Oh, yeah, we absolutely could have taken them. We could have sprayed our COVID all over them. Yes. Yes. <laughs> there we go. Uh, I did notice that when I coughed in their direction, they got a bit like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, man, you should have yeah, real loudly just gone, oh, man, we really shouldn't have come here with this COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How accurate do you reckon those rats tests are, bro? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anywho, uh, let's digress from the fact I almost murdered someone and go on to question number 13. What is it, Kahu? Yeah, what job would this movie be suitable for? I'm going to go with like a stock trader. Someone that has to keep their mind on a million different things at a million different times. You know, like has to be spread out across the universe. What's going up and down? What are they doing on behalf of their clients? What are their big stuff that the client wants to buy? Small stuff? All that sort of shit. You know, just have that all-round superior knowledge. That one. Uh, yeah. I'm going for a muse for an artist. <laughs> so many ideas in this film. There are so many. You'd That's have, true. An artist would have material for years. I was originally going to go with something similar, like an interior decorator, and then I was like, could you imagine what your house would look like if you <laughs> yeah, came home to yeah. this? <laughs> nope. <laughs> I would love it. Stacey would hate it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Let's put it that way, listeners. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Be like letting Fern loose decorating your house. <laughs> yeah. Arming it full of crayons and fucking pens. Yeah, yeah. Going, here you go. Do whatever the fuck you want. Have some paint. Don't worry about your mother. Oh, she's going to start crying when you get home. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Kahu, your questions. Yes to my questions. And my first one is, what absolutely boring setting, i.e. like an IRS building, could you use to make an exciting film? Imagine like a council building, right? So imagine somebody's got pissed off of the council. Almost, you know, Parks and Rec, you know what I mean? Like yeah, Leslie yeah. Nope, somebody's got pissed off of them, gone full John Wick. We've been in council buildings before, sure, once or twice. You know, we know how boring they are and mundane. I'm yeah. sure they're great environments for some fucking weird shit. Yeah, soulless, life-sucking, open-plan office environments. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, no, I'd agree with that. My second question is... What would be your go-to material to verse jump? So what's the most weirdest yeah, thing that so, I can think of? So, I, I don't want to put this on the internet, to be honest. Not not butt plugs, not chapstick. What do you got? I really don't want to stick this on the internet. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> well, it's, the floor is yours. Maybe eating a vegetable. <laughs> okay. It's pretty weird for me. <laughs> Going for a run. <laughs> Doing exercise of any shape or description. <laughs> driving past the KFC and not going in. I feel like um, KFC would be your, your material on hand, though, so maybe it should be KFC. So a chicken bone in the ear hole or something? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. Just start, well, This is, again, it's stuff that's like kind of normal for me. So if I took a drumstick and just started basting my face in the smell so yeah. that it's like all in my moustache and I could smell it for the rest of the day, that's just normal behaviour for me. Yeah. You know, I've got to come up with something weird. Yeah, it was it was very loose, eh, that whole, like, how that whole sort of medium works. <laughs> yeah, very much so. I reckon if I went for an hour without swearing, that would probably be pretty weird for me. Oh, yeah. What would you be your weird behavior, then? Um, Aside from trying to punch some random dude in a meeting. I don't know. Maybe, like, yeah, you're right. It would have to be something kind of out of it. Like, maybe sticking your head in a toilet bowl. <laughs> but then I've just, I've just realized our toilets don't really have enough water in them. You wouldn't be able to get your toilet. You just dip yeah, your forehead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then flush yourself. Hmm. Surely punching yourself in the dick has got to be up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, running into a wall. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like it's got to be something so bizarre that no one's ever done it before. You know, like something so just like out there. What about, <laughs> yeah, like slamming your testicles in a door? <laughs> <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> oh, yeah. Does that? Yeah, you'd hope you you didn't start building muscle memory to that, eh? <laughs> You know how people often say, you know, I shed a brick? <laughs> yeah. The opposite. <laughs> Think about that in reverse. <laughs> I inhaled a brick. Yeah. I think we need to stop now. <laughs> and let's move on to whatever whatever else you've got. Yeah. So we'll move on to my third question, which is, which universe would you be most likely to or least likely to be in? Probably the movie star universe, right? That would probably yeah. be a bit of me universal acclaim and all that sort of shit i don't know if i could handle the the disciplinarian side of it because she's like become a martial arts master purely from listening to that martial arts master yeah guru or whatever and you know just that's her life yeah you know no distractions nothing she goes to these movie premieres and that's about it yeah that was um it was kind of sad how they had both become movie stars and then but then he just wasn't interested yeah and to be honest, if there was one sort of theme that could have come out of this film, it was maybe that one. Like, I didn't really didn't really care for it too much. Yeah. Yeah. Is your one going to be the rock universe so you could sit around being stoned all day? <laughs> yeah, I, I would love that. <laughs> like, I mean, because they're in light. They've got a nice view and everything. I mean. Part of nature. Yeah. They it's did, pretty cool. They did end up having googly eyes, so maybe they could look at the view. Ah, the googly eyes were so fucking <laughs> awesome, eh? Yeah. I love the googly eyes. It was just such a, like, a, you know, that that type of thing where, you know, people have their little quirks in relationships. And so you could totally see somebody, like, just being real into that stuff and the other partner just being so, like, pissed off about it all the time. Like, oh, this shit again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No googly eyes. No googly eyes. (laughs) What are your questions there, Sam? Oh, yeah. Anyway, that moves me over to me. Uh, I mean, first question, yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, but at what point during the writing process do you think that they came up with the idea of shoving things up their ass? So I think they uh, they had a brainstorm session, but kind of in reverse. So normally when you do a brainstorm and you you just throw all the ideas out there and then the, the out of it ones, you just go, no, we're not doing that. And you go with the ones that make sense. I reckon they just reversed that and just went, what are the most absolutely insane things you can come up with? And that's what we're taking. That's what's yeah. going to be in the film. I reckon that's what they did. I feel like at some point they said, what about if somebody had dicks for fingers? And yeah. then they've gone, okay, we need to tune that back a little bit. Because he can't. He probably can't get dick fingers into yeah. a film, you know. So hot dog fingers, close enough. Yeah, you yeah. Know? We'll have dildos somewhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah, dildos somewhere else. But like Raccoon Chef, you know. That was, oh, I mean, it, it was, was so good. It was such so a, like, good. a I like I like the, the pop culture reference back to Ratatouille, but. Yeah, Rakakuni um, or whatever yeah, it's just called. Rak- or whatever yeah. they called it. But it was just like, it was, I mean, it added to the film, but in a way it, it sort of didn't need to be there and that's what made it so great. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when she jumps on his shoulders and then starts doing the same thing and then using him to fight and stuff like that. Oh, I was like, this is so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is so hilarious. <laughs> I mean, yes, yeah, some of these jokes in this do get a little bit repetitive and some of the ideas get a bit repetitive, but it's just so like fought out. and yeah. You know, like, it doesn't feel like padded, you know, yeah, like a yeah. little bit, but not really. Like, there's just, it walks such a fine line. Yeah, it didn't, didn't feel padded, although um, when there was kind of that, that false ending, which yeah. is just the end of the yeah. movie, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I kind of 
realised it was too soon for the movie to end. But yeah, same. Yeah. Um, while it was a bit odd and thought that was a bit of a lull, it was also like good as a as a bit of a reset to kind of go, oh, well, I wonder where they're going to take this from here. Mm. Um, and yeah, that was again a bit of an unusual, unexpected plot device that worked really well. Mm. I think you're right. I feel like these guys just came up with like the most bizarre ideas. Like, you know, like what if we came up with a multiverse movie where these people can travel between different universes and get different powers? And like, that's amazing. What if they do it by shoving things up their ass? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, just let's come up with the most weirdest shit possible. That's how I feel it went. And I feel like it's like, it just lends itself to it. You know, yeah, like there yeah. was no, like once you say you just most bizarre things ever, you can just literally do the most bizarre things ever. Yeah, I, I feel like the the directors, the Daniels, like they're probably those those types of people where, you know, individually they come up with good ideas, but not yeah. kind of magic ones. Um, but you put them both in a room and they just, everything just escalates. <laughs> <laughs> Skull Home wouldn't put me and much you in a room together. <laughs> things escalate. Yeah. Enough of that. Uh, let's move over to the next question, which is, at one point there, Evelyn potentially has to sacrifice her daughter in order to save the multiverse. Could you? Could you sacrifice the daughter if you knew they were, like, basically, I don't know, Satan's not the right word. It was, like, the destroyer of everything, the anti-god. You yeah, know? yeah. Well, I have two daughters, so it's maybe not quite so much of a choice for me. <laughs> no. <laughs> i still got another one. Yeah, yeah. still uh, got a spear. <laughs> Um, no, I don't, I don't think so because, you know, it still matters in this world, even though it's the multiverse and even though there's a billion other ones of her out there and they're all evil. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, it's, I think, I think you'd be like, think about this is the entire multiverse. This isn't just our universe. You're willing to sacrifice everything. I th- I think as a trillions and squillions of lives gone because you can't kill a daughter. I couldn't, but <laughs> I, I think I think as a as a parent, you know, you'd you'd always have that belief that uh, they can be turned round. So yeah, I my mum still got that. <laughs> Much's mum's probably still got that. Yeah. I don't think you'd be able to to get to that point where you're like this. This person has no return. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I agree. I feel like that was the the whole point of the movie, really, wasn't it? Mm. It was just like you know, not everything that we think we've done is set in stone. And that's what I liked the most about this was the fact that it was supposed to have been, you know, like she was living the worst version of her life. Yeah. And yet and she still had a chance to do something insane and yeah. amazing and, you know, well, and all that sort of shit. Although that being said, I've got to say, if the worst version of my life was like a failing <laughs> laundromat <laughs> yeah. in America with a husband that's that much of a like good dude you know what i mean like if that's the worst vision of my life i'd be probably be pretty fucking happy yeah yeah you know what i mean like we got another universe where you are like i don't know like the worst thing you can possibly imagine despotic ruler that just likes murdering people or something there's a lot worse visions of me that i i I can imagine that i would not want to be living their lives yeah or or as a side note how's this for a deep philosophical debate out of all the out of all the multiverses sam what if this one is the best version of yourself (laughs) i think it might be i'm living my best life (laughs) yeah yeah I'm I'm the host of a mildly successful podcast. I've written a book that people can go and buy. If you want to go buy my book. <laughs> yeah, the the cup's half full. Exactly. <laughs> I've got a wonderful ginger princess for a wife and a daughter that I love and adore. And if she turned evil and said, that's it, Dad, I'm sacrificing all the multiverses, we're like, fuck yeah, let's do it. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Fuck this shit, Fern, let's go! (laughs) Yeah, can't beat him, join him. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Uh, Final question from me, what would be the biggest benefit of having hot dog fingers? Yeah, and and shout out out to 2001 A Space Odyssey here too. That was was a great throwback with the apes. My, my, my question about this was, do these grow back? It sort of suggests that they do. <laughs> Here we go, feed the homeless. Because in the, in the soldier and dancer musical type thing that came up every now and then, yeah. um, they're eating each other's fingers. Like, it sort of made it assume that they grow back. So if that's the case, then it's potentially a meal right at your fingertips. Yeah. yeah that's good point. That would be the, the biggest bonus. Yeah. Nobody would ever go hungry. <laughs> I'm I'm sad that we don't have much here on this to come up with some sort of sex related thing, you know. <laughs> or he starts going on about how how useful a floppy sausage is <laughs> for sex. <laughs> you can oh, imagine no. it. You can imagine. I'm yeah. so I'm filling in. I'm filling in here, listeners, for him. I, I personally, I was like, wow, you'd get really good at using your feet. But then I'm like, well, you don't actually have anything to compare it to. Yeah. You know, those people in that universe that are like using their feet to play the piano. To us, it's like, wow, that's phenomenal. In their universe, it's standard. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like. Well, we can't use these floppy fucking fingers. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck else are we going to use? Yeah. That would was... they even invent the piano if you, you know what I mean? Oh, well, yeah. Why would you? Or or maybe you'd still invent it, but why would it be at like hand level, you know? It'd be on the ground. It would be on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You'd be foot, like, yeah, like a like a kick drum, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. It wouldn't, make, it wouldn't make any sense to, to build it at that level. <laughs> <laughs> you'd get the piano like in big... You know, the one yeah. that him and Robert Loggia just run up and down, like, dancing on. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what a piano would be. It would be, like, thing on the ground that you just tap with your feet, <laughs> not individually towing a yeah, piano that was the that was the most out-of-it universe, I think, the hot dog fingers. I'll tell you what, there are people out there that probably love the idea of Jamie eating Curtis's feet, and this film <laughs> would have just done it for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Anywho, moves us down to the last question, also a Patreon question. Comes courtesy of our mate Nudrovert. Okay, Jason, we love your work. Love this question. Especially hard this week, bud. Especially fucking hard. And I might have cheated. I'm going to give my answer now. Never. But his question was, when was the best time for a bathroom break? Uh, yeah, difficult one for this movie. Um, I mean, you'd have to go right at the start, I think, just before they're going into the IRS building. Um, yeah. I just, I can't think of a lot of other spaces because it, it chops and changes between universes so much you don't get those really long scenes in one place i don't, I was, know. I don't know i was gonna say one of the fight scenes but all the fight scenes have such hilarity yeah and like nuance built into them you know like going to different universes learning new skills you know like like the first one where he like kicks ass that's awesome yeah you know like we're like wow it establishes that this is a martial arts movie as well and the next one after that we're like jamie lee curtis becomes a wrestler staple something to her forehead all that sort of stuff (laughs) you're like what the and then after that you know like she's learning all the skills the the finger punch all that sort of shit it's like yeah i'm just struggling because like usually big action scenes you can go whatever take it or leave it you know it's yeah they're gonna survive type thing but now this i I honestly i'm struggling yeah they're all very very different in their own right those the fight scenes maybe the one scene i mentioned that i didn't think was needed which is when she kissed him but even then that was sort of showing that she's like you know She's kind of fully gotten over her own problems, yeah, of not living and just completely wrapped up in that world of being a laundromat owner, and yeah, yeah, she actually appreciates him for what he's doing, and ah, oh, there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing, yeah, no, very, very well paced movie. The scene where the daughter's girlfriend talks to the granddad, 
Yeah. Maybe that? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking strong. But even, even those moments were so short, you know, unless you're peeing in a bottle, you're not going to get to the bathroom <laughs> in time and back. Just full high-pressure hosing and then running back. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. It's never. Anyway, that takes us to the end. I feel like we've done this movie pretty good justice, but is there anything else you feel like we're missing? Yeah, I mean, there, there's so much in this film that, I mean, I, and as you said, I reckon we could we could do another 20 questions on it probably. I or, had literally or, about 50 questions for this yeah, film. Yeah, or keep talking about this film for another hour. It's just so good, wildly original, and and the acting is just fantastic too. It's just, you know, we get a lot of these... Hollywood films, continuous Marvel films, Sam. Hey! <laughs> um, or film based on books or existing IP that is just good to have something a bit refreshing. And yeah, I loved it. We we need this. The other one I was going to suggest to watch with this as a doubleheader was Palm Springs. But yeah. that was the kind of same energy of yeah. like, and same sort of like sci-fi and it's out there and it's random and all that sort of shit. But this is like that to a fucking 11, you know? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's technically a sci-fi movie but the the sci-fi isn't what makes it great yeah yeah just the intimate moments is what makes this great Mm. there's just so much there that's like it sort of ponders the big questions but never really offers an answer and then the answer it gets you can sort of lean either way you can be you know if you're having a bad day you can be like yeah fuck the world nothing matters but for like large parts of it it's mundane it's boring it's repetitive it's you know and then other times it's really shit, and that really shit is like becomes the most obvious thing in your life. It's like how if you go on holiday and it's really good, you tell three people. If it's bad, you tell ten. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's, it's sort of like that, and they just yeah. overcloud it. And then just the optimism of the husband, you know, yeah. just to bring it all around and be like, yeah, there are very few moments in your life that are like, you know, absolutely define everything that your life's going to turn into, as well as be the best moments of your life, and you just need to like cherish them. Oh, I just... Yeah, this film's so good. Mm. People go and see it. Please go and see it. If you've listened to this podcast without seeing it, you're probably wondering what the fuck we're talking about. And maybe we've made you curious to go see it. I don't know. Yeah, I I feel like we just can't do it justice in this podcast. There's just so much in there. And yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, you'll definitely uh, enjoy this movie tenfold. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, just as a final question, this was going to this was going to be my one of my ones, but... What do you reckon Oscar-wise? Like, I've stopped caring about the Oscars 10 fucking years ago or whenever it was when mm. the Oscars sort of became a bit of a circle jerk of stupidity. But do you reckon, like, if you could give this one Oscar award that you think is definitely going to win? I would think the, the screenwriting one. Okay. Just yep. be right up there. Original screenplay? Yeah. yeah, original screenplay. I was thinking editing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's very well edited. Yeah, I mean, the, the big ones, like... It's not that typical type of film to win, like a best picture no, or no. A, or one of the acting ones. Or well, the only thing I could think of was director was almost like Hollywood going, okay, Kikwan, well done, well done, welcome back to Hollywood. Yeah, best supporting actor here, guys. Yeah, I could see that maybe. Yeah, yeah, just because uh, it'd be like quite a good feel good story, and you know, he does an amazing job. Like, don't get me wrong, you can. Yeah, you know, for somebody that should have been really rusty, he did a pretty awesome job. Yeah. Hopefully, even even if it's just nominations, you know, just to... It's nice to be nominated. To give a shout out to, <laughs> to originality. Exactly. Cool. Anywho, that takes us down to the end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter at Movie Reviews In, or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Movie Reviews and 20Qs. 
Alternatively, send us an email at mritqs at gmail.com and uh, yeah, tell us we're right or wrong. Tell us what you thought of the movie. Tell us all that sort of good stuff. Upcoming episode, Terminator 2. Keep talking about it. Who fucking knows? Much you keep talking. <laughs> well, I think it was my fault, the last one. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah well, I didn't want to say anything. But, uh, since <laughs> but we'll blame it on much. But you're threatening to punch people in the faces, so I'm a little bit fucking nervous <laughs> to say anything around you at the moment. But uh, yeah, that's supposedly going to be next week's episode, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, that's thanks from me. Thanks, everybody. Catch you next time. Hello, everyone. My name is Nick. I'm the host of Nikolai's Kitchen, and I'm also the host of the annual Livestream for the Cure. Livestream for the Cure is a charity event where we raise money with content creators and podcast partners from around the world for the Cancer Research Institute, a wonderful nonprofit researching cancer immunotherapy, training the body's immune system to fight all forms of cancer. This is a mission and a future that I truly believe in. And myself and my team worked tirelessly over the past five years to raise over $50,000 for this cause. This year, we're aiming for our biggest single goal to date of $20,000, and we cannot do it without your help. Please join us for the event May 19th through the 21st, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern, for 45 hours of content from people all over the world. Together, we can bring hope for a future immune to cancer. The more eyes we reach, the more dollars we raise. Please help us in making this goal a reality. Together, we can make a difference.